Welcome back to another episode of The Chinan Show, where we speak about everything self-help and mental health related. I'm your host, Anna Banana, and today we're going to talk about body dysphoria now or dysmorphia. That's the word. This is when you are overly obsessed with how you appear, your appearance, and how you're supposed to look. You don't feel good about it, so you constantly pick, um, pick it apart. As such, we're going to cover what it is and our own experiences with it and how we can try to mitigate that. So my host is going to be here in a few minutes. Her name is L'Oreal or Laurel. I can never pronounce her name properly, but she will be here and we're going to discuss this and it should be a fun episode. So stay tuned and I'll see you in a bit. Okay, so welcome back. Laurel again. <laughs> this yep. is the third episode. <laughs> and this is something that I've been wanting to talk about. I have not researched it in depth, even though it's been two weeks. But yeah, we I, have more time. <laughs> but you know, we're still going to talk about it. So body dysmorphia is when you have an obsession about you, how you appear to others and how you view yourself in your own body. And it affects um, not only women, but men as well. So what are your experiences with, if you ever had an experience with body dysmorphia? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm one of those people who I'm naturally heavy. You know, and like people will call it big bone. I never big bone. People used to call me oh, thick. I did not think that I was thick. I believed that I was fat. And I I'm not believed I was fat, right? Mm-hmm. And I reached this point where I worked it off and I, I lost a considerable amount of weight. It wasn't to my liking though, right? But then I got depressed and I put the weight back on. And you know, when you, you put the weight back and you look back on the pictures and say, oh, shit, I really did lose weight. Um, and I realized that even though while I, I was at this better place mentally and in my body, I still didn't think that I looked good. But now that I had something to compare it against, which was the regained weight, I said, oh, next time I lose weight, they can't make it come back you know mm-hmm. so I realized that I had um not had I do have anxiety where weight is concerned and that's also the reason why I don't I don't mess around like so um antipsychotics because they make you put on weight so oh. um I don't I don't like feeling like I'm fat and I have <laughs> this checking thing this old OCD thing where I I touch my body to see if there is a certain amount of fat on there. Like I really do have um, anxiety as it relates to my body. Oh wow! I didn't know that it was that deep for you. Mm-hmm. It used to be. <laughs> so it you is. find so you find yourself obsessing over it, over your weight, mm-hmm. and yeah, the whole. Yeah. And now that you're aware that you're obsessing over it, is there something that you do to tell yourself that, okay, this is fine, whether I'm smaller or bigger? Yes. Now I realize that um, it's not just about the weight, it's about my mental health. Because when I was at peak mental health during the pandemic, 
I realized that that was when I finally reached my goal weight, like years, over two decades, when they were a fight to lose weight. And it's when I'm at my peak mental health that I found my goal weight. I was at my goal weight. Now I just tell myself that I love my body at whatever stage I'm at because it reflects my mental state. And I just show myself more compassion. So sometimes I'll be like, why my belly looks so? But then I say, you know what? Let me not obsess over it because I know I'm doing my best. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a lot, though. It sounds like a lot. It is. For, for me personally, I have flaws, like fat under my arm flaws. But I don't obsess over it, like pay attention to it, to the to the point where mm-hmm. it's deteriorating my mental health but I realize mm-hmm. that I do avoid wearing certain things that will show it up so it's not like a obsession per se but let me just hide this it. yeah let me just hide this part of myself that I don't like so I think people obsessed with how they looked mostly because of what they're exposed to and what society tells them how to be or what to be. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not even from a health perspective where, oh, you're fat and you need to lose weight because it's more healthier to not to be heavy. It's not really that per se, but you're looking at people and you're not seeing anyone that is representing you. Everybody is thin. Everybody got a small waist. And if you're black, you're expected to have big titties, big ass Mm -hmm. with a small waist. And it's just not everybody is going to look like that. But because that is the main beauty standard of or the main one box that everybody's supposed to fit in, you feel like everybody's obsessing in fitting into that. And when you don't look like that, and you have nothing to represent that you are nobody that you admire that looks like you, I think that's what really caused it to trigger the mental illness of body dysmorphia. Yeah, yeah, that is it. Um, I see that there are a lot of people who are insecure in their bodies, and that's why they will do some enhancements that are crazy <laughs> but <laughs> and can kill them and, and can, can kill, kill them yeah 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 um fortunately for me i like the natural look um and i know that my body can adapt because i love i love exercising i love um pushing my body to those limits and, me too and yeah me too. so it's not like I'm, I have some unrealistic body standards that I want to meet. I know that everything that I want from my body, I can get it naturally. So I'm not even, as much as it's, it's heavy to deal with the, the body dysmorphia, I know that one day I'll reach where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But it's better than, you know, thinking, oh, I need to get a BBL or I need to get fillers or something like that. And that's heavy because you look in the mirror and you say, no, I'm going to have to, not that anything is wrong with, with enhancing mm-hmm. your body, but some people mess themselves up. It um, makes it worse than it. Right. Like, yeah. I honestly think that Kim K has body dysmorphia, you know, because she has way too many surgeries to the point where our body doesn't even look right. <laughs> yeah. Um, they look um, plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. just like black china black china is worse than kimpi in my opinion 
Oh, you might be right. Yeah. 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 So it's so weird because people praise them for doing these things, but yet still it does not look good. It does not represent them well. And it put them into a lot of health risk because as you get older, you know, your body gets older with you (laughs) and you're expected to look your age. Mm-hmm. but they're doing all these things and i think a lot of industries a lot of billionaire companies or big industry they feed one of the main things that they market or profit off of is women insecurity or not just women oh. but people insecurities mm-hmm. oh you don't like that bump here is a product to remove that you don't like that fat here is a product to remove that yeah. you don't like your eye colors there's a product to remove it so they profit off of, just like I always <laughs> tell certain men that they profit off of your sexual urges. There's a whole industry because of those urges. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's the same thing. Um, I feel, I don't even know what to say about this because um, everybody and their granny right now is getting a BBL and mm-hmm. it's reached to the point where People can't afford these things. So they are flying to poorer countries to do it in the incorrect way and killing uh, themselves off. No, like for that's, real. No, that shows that it really is a mental illness because how are you going to put your life in jeopardy like that just for a modification? You know, like how are you going to think that it is rational to go get this life-changing um operation done for a cheaper price like obviously you need to 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 be more rational but when it comes to mental illness it's a bit harder to be rational exactly so and and think about it like sit and think about it right now there's not one celebrity women a woman because it's not it's not there's no one celebrity woman that you can look at and say okay she's completely natural mm. you ever think mm. about it maybe itana yeah, <laughs> maybe somebody Plus, like itana yeah, or queen africa but they're not famous isn't she not... a natural is she is she natural? no she did Enough? surgery she did she was and then she did surgery on her ass wow well clearly i'm easy to deceive then because <laughs> yeah did she did she was and then she got i think she got her ass done and her she got her body done there's oh, not yeah. one oh yeah jada i don't think jada has had surgery oh yeah yeah no she's naturally like that yeah, yeah but yeah, she's yeah. naturally like that so she's not going to think to get surgery yeah <laughs> well she like she's blessed blessed like she is probably what most people are um, trying to attain when they do surgery but she's telling you that she wasn't always like that she was actually fat and she struggled with feeling very insecure she spoke about I remember being on her live one day and she said something she said when she was fat she would feel so insecure that she would not want to go out or go anywhere in public and it affected her friends because you know she wasn't coming out and then she realized that it was so much of a problem that when she finally started to make some money she started to eat cleaner like she become a pescatarian and work out and that's it took 
a, like a year or so for her to get to that point. So think oh. about it. If she's yeah, not, so, she... so if she's not doing any form of maintenance, she's going to be fat, and I think that scares her. So she continues to work. Oh, so we're on the same boat then. Okay, uh, well that's relatable. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. relatable. Yeah, um, that's the same thing with me. I've lost a considerable amount of weight, and the the thought of putting it back on scares me because I did not love myself when when I was fat. And mm-hmm. that's something else I realized that the way how I perceive myself is not necessarily the way others perceive me, because mm-hmm. they genuinely were saying, "Oh, you just think, oh." Um, nothing wrong with you. But that was their opinion of me, and it never really mattered to me. <laughs> you know, it's just like whenever I said, "Oh, I'm obese," it wasn't to to seek attention at all. Like I genuinely believe that. And worse, after I lost the weight, and I was more happy with myself, and say, "You see, if you follow people." <laughs> you know, I got happy with yourself because I I found more peace and happiness within myself when I did lose the weight. Oh, okay. Um, do you believe that you were treated differently at the different sizes that you were at? All right. As it relates to men, I genuinely think that men will look anything. <laughs> well, this is Jamaica still because yeah. this is Jamaica because I saw a TikTok where this girl she was she's an American but she's a she's a fat girl and she black but she don't mm-hmm. ugly she's not an mm-hmm. ugly girl she's actually very gorgeous but she doesn't feel that way in America but when she came to Jamaica she's like it gave her. A big ego because Confidence all the men was. yeah because all the men were you know attracted to her but you have to think of the fact that jamaicans we have african mentality because that's where we're from and we kind of yeah. like our women or women to be whether they're more likely don't like women we're too skinny <laughs> that's their mm-hmm. thing so it's, a, it's the other right? way around yeah. it's it's the other way around they will more accept someone that's fat than someone that's skinny for some reasons. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Because so. I mean, there was a difference in my feeling, and you know, my confidence and stuff, but I was pulling niggas anyway. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, but this so. is Jamaica, so probably that's why. Yeah, exactly. So I never really, as I say, I don't particularly um go for public opinion what feels right for me is what feels right i do i I do feel more confident and there was at least one guy that was like no you lose too much weight no so i guess you're right about the (laughs) the the wanting heavier women but um as it relates to me being treated differently um, it's really about my projection onto the world. I felt more confident, so I I acted mm-hmm. more confident. But people always thought that I guess them be things I'm attractive regardless. I didn't mm-hmm. feel that way. Oh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I've never really had um 
like a really negative experience where I hate my body. Sure, I don't hate my body. There's some things that I don't like, but I kind of just don't pay attention to it as much. So it doesn't bother me. Um, but I can understand from other people's point of view where like my best friend, I think she suffers from body dysmorphia because it's like she count calories, she work out, she gets frustrated when she feel like she's not making her goal. She beats herself up when she like eat one chocolate, like she could have eat clean for the whole day and have one chocolate and, and it just throws her off mentally. And Man. I don't like to see, I wish I could tell her that, listen, this is not healthy, but I also understand how anxiety works. And it's not a case where anxiety is rational. It kind of just comes <laughs> up and you kind of have to calm it down, but it's not always easy to do so. Yeah, that, because that's me. <laughs> wow. It's like your, your, your mind is fighting against you. So you, any output source is not really going to help when you're having the anxiety. So it's kind of you kind of have to deal with it on your own because nothing that we say, say is going to really help you fight your own mind. But I see where she suffers from it a lot. And it's, this is, it's for years too because it's from ever since I've known her, she's been going to the gym, um, having protein, all of that. And she gained a lot of weight from when I know her to know even doing those things. And I feel like it's a hormone problem more so. So oh. that type of weight is not going to be easy to lose because it's not like you haven't been doing from ever since I've known Ashley. She's never been the type to not try to eat healthy or not go to the gym or she's in three different activities kickboxing pole dancing because yeah. she wants to be physically active but i don't think that really helps in a sense where if it's hormonal it's not you got to fix your hormones in order for lose the weight so you're not really looking at the root cause of the problem and it's causing you to go in a cycle over and over where you look at yourself and you don't feel confident um but she doesn't look it's not like she she is obese she's just obsessed even when she was skinny she thinks she's fat so i i, I don't oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean the man understand <laughs> i understand yeah, it's, 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 it's a struggle for you it seemed like madness. Yeah, it is. It it it's maddening. Trust me. <laughs> but something that I realized that um some nutritionists are encouraging is you forming better relationships with food. Um, you have to. It's a psychology thing. You have mm-hmm. to start with the mind. Um, you have to realize that okay, this food is not going to magically make you fat. Like if you do this one time, it's not gonna magic. You, you have to stop having anxiety um, related mm. to food. And so, um, for me, because of battling with depression for most of my life, food was my comfort. You know, that was yeah. nice to wake up the next morning. Like the day before, if I don't know what I'm gonna eat for breakfast, it just not make no sense to wake up out of <laughs> bed because that was my reason to see another day food. So 
I had to restructure that relationship. Um, and when I was at my goal weight, my optimum weight, it was when I was feeling so good that there were other things to look forward to. There, there were other things for me to focus on. And food was really just for nutrition for me. You know, mm-hmm. so it really, like, I wasn't looking forward to the taste of food to give me like a serotonin, you know? <laughs> um, and that made things better. You really have to restructure your, your relationship with food from a psychological standpoint. Oh, I get what you're saying. Do you believe mm-hmm. that um, certain eating disorders are caused from body dysphoria? Right, yeah. Um, there's anorexia. The, That's what I the was thinking opposite. too. Yeah, yeah. The opposite of what I have. But, you know, they, they're so skinny, their bones showing, and they can't see it. They don't realize it. And, you know, someone like me will look at someone with anorexia and be like, what? what are you doing <laughs> but military have the same thing the way how people perceive me is not the way that i perceive myself and it is it's it's sad because it's not healthy you know them they mess up them um nutrient levels then they can't help it they can't um, well how do you go about helping somebody like that because remember there's how you as you said before how I perceive myself is not how you perceive me how can Mm -hmm. you help somebody that is going through that um that would have to be through there are um medications that help to regulate the 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 chemicals the chemicals in the brain um so like I don't like pushing medication, to be honest, but mm-hmm. I do realize that it does work for some people. So like SSRIs and and um, and certain other medications, they do increase serotonin levels, which mm-hmm. can possibly help you to think a bit clearer, um, even as it relates to OCD and stuff. So if a person is able to go into treatment with um cbt which is cognitive behavioral therapy therapy a therapist Mm -hmm. helping them to restructure their thoughts and reform their um their relationship with food then recovery is possible because there are people who have come back from um anorexia it is it is a disease it is a mental illness um and it has to be treated as such but that's what um I love about my mindset as it is to mental illness. Medication may work for some people. It may not. Some people, all you have to do is sit down and talk to them and, um, and train them for months or years. But other people need medication. Medication. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to know who and who need it. So I guess you mm-hmm. kind of have to try yeah, things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like that the fact that someone who is you can be considered less attractive because of how your body looks and it's not really your fault of no fault mm-hmm. of you mm-hmm. um but because you're born how you're born yeah and but, of course society and it, <laughs> oh no i'm saying that it's a societal thing because we wouldn't be so obsessed with our bodies if we didn't constantly see these um 
these ideal, quote unquote, ideal um, bodies being thrown in front of us on a daily basis and stuff. So our perception of ourselves is really based on external Yeah, I get that. But and the worst part about it, you know, is that the beauty standards do change over a period of time. Mm-hmm. So, so um, you can be considered beautiful because it fit this particular beauty standard, and then it changes in the next 10, 20 years, and then you're not considered beautiful. Yep, 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 yep. That's true. That's true. And I saw somebody tweet um, at some point that we are not, our brains are not particularly evolved enough to handle this amount of information. So we have all of this information from all of these time periods and stuff. And we are just trying to understand and find ourselves. And it creates neuroses. Because we're not supposed to say, okay, back in the 1950s, Marilyn Monroe was considered fat. That lady was not fat, you know, or full-figured, right? Um, And now, plus size is different. Like, how do you fit into that? You know, it's it's about (laughs) you trying to fit into this society. I ain't sure what's what. So you're going to get confused. Naturally. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, what would you recommend for someone who is going through this right now? Um, radical self-care and compassion. You can't fix any mental illness without giving yourself some compassion and care, first of all, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for a lot of people to admit that they have a problem. True. It, it's, yeah, so it's not like you can say, oh, go seek help, because you need, in order to seek help, you're going I to- I have to that. think. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's important to love yourself at every stage. Say to yourself, you know, this is the body that I have. It allows me to do this, this, this. I think it would be good to have like a gratitude journal for your body Mm -hmm. to say, this is what I appreciate um, that my body has allowed me to do. I did this. Um, I like this, you know, show yourself some grace and compassion because it's one body you have. Mm-hmm. yeah and seek help if you if you can admit that you have a problem <laughs> oh wow all right so what i would say is to because you can't just say love yourself that's not an easy thing to do because you don't <laughs> even know the first step to take in to start doing that i would say um like look at some of the things that you like about yourself make a note of them try to make them more pronounced um, every day when you look at yourself. And that Mm -hmm. can be like the first step of going on to appreciating yourself and then going on to loving yourself. Okay, well, yeah. So the gratitude gratitude journal can help um, where you look at yourself. What is your most favorite thing about yourself? What is the most favorite part of yourself? so on and so forth. And by having gratitude, you are showing appreciation for yourself and then going from there. And then even with 
you know, body dysphoria, you can even write down some of the stuff that you don't like about yourself and then try to figure out, is this something that I can fix? Um, If it's not, then try to move past it or try to accept it in a way that you don't feel like you're going crazy every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you made a good point. It's it's not that easy for everybody to just love themselves. It is a process. You have to step mm-hmm. into it, ease into it. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's one way that you can do. Also, it's very important to have knowledge on certain things. Mm-hmm. So if you are battling this, it's the research does help because understanding it, you can find out the best way of how to approach it. So I know that that helps as well. But, you know, seek therapy if you feel like you really need it and you have the means to afford it as well. But we can kind of do things on our own um, to help if, you know, you can't afford therapy because it's not cheap. And we understand it's not that. it's not it's not cheap and it's not accessible to everyone what is good though um it um, can be the support groups you can go if you can find a support group it's good to find people who are suffering in the same way that you are to find out how they have overcome it you know to find out what goes on in their heads because when people share their stories the collective heals so yeah you feel validated that okay mm -hmm. i'm not the one only one going through this and that's right yeah i remember someone said to me yesterday they said one of the many cures for depression is social interaction Mm -hmm. so so that helps when you feel validated it brings a sense of calm because you don't feel like it's you alone in this yeah I agree. It's so, it's liberating as well. Because <laughs> some people might feel trapped in their minds thinking that they're the only ones thinking a certain way. But then when you hear somebody else with it, you're just like, oh, okay, I'm not weird. I'm not um, flawed or I'm just human. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest things, one of the greatest human feelings is to feel like you belong somewhere. Yeah. So that is why I believe you know, my coworker yesterday when he said one of the biggest cures for depression is social interaction. People like to feel like they belong. And that's from our years of us being humans. The worst thing it could do to a human is to cast him out at the village. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You take so, away community from a person that's so damaging. And even up to this day, that's why they have it as a punishment prison where they take you away from yeah. your people yeah, and from society limit your social interaction so yeah but we have like seven minutes left <laughs> oh <laughs> well it, it has been a constructive discussion it has it has um yeah. without any research <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I looked up um, the, the, the body dysmorphia and I was just saying that more people struggle that, with this than uh, I realize, people. you know? Yeah, it yeah. is a thing, but, you know, culturally and otherwise, it's not highlighted as many mental illnesses aren't, such as schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know what it is. It's not really very popular, like probably depression. Um, mm-hmm. So 
people aren't going to know and as such they're going to actually yeah. think something is wrong with them because yeah they don't know and they don't have and none. i mean these neuroses feed into each other so you have body dysmorphia and it feeds into your depression it's an aspect of your depression yeah you know? everything is a chain reaction it's like yeah depression is like the main basis of every mental illness mm. <laughs> it's and the base like yeah. how rice is the base food for us jamaicans <laughs> yeah depression yeah. is the base for every mental yeah. illness. and there's <laughs> so much in it there's so much to pick up but really at the roots of it we're just in a sick society none of us would be depressed if society was better so yeah that's, that's true just, or yeah. we were or we kind of live in a one place where we're not really on social media exposed right yeah because you ever realize country people they're happy listen <laughs> country is the, the aim here <laughs> they're happy they're yeah. them do them farming and then come back home Live and them the eat land. and they're happy versus us yeah that <laughs> so yeah. yeah so a lot of it is caused from wanting to belong and a capitalist society and fitting into categories and boxes and everything but we yes. are aware so it's up to us for to work on this so that we aren't victims of these mental illnesses um the tools are available it's just that you have to search for it so, yeah 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 knowledge is key all the time knowledge is all, key. all the time knowledge is key so we have to give ourselves more compassion as you stated before and just seek support and work on it mm-hmm. a step is a step even if you take three steps forward and two back it's still a step forward so yeah still. well thank you're you you're not a- that's the most important thing. You're not alone. <laughs> yeah, you aren't. So I'm going to end this podcast now. I do thank you for your time. And I hope this audio isn't choppy because no it was kind of sounding like that throughout. Yeah, so it sounded me too. So I'm probably going to have to listen to it. And if it's sound too choppy, then we have to probably do it over. Uh, next time no problem <laughs> well, no yeah. that's fine with me just let me know when you're when you're ready all right no problem thank you for coming and thank you for giving me your time yet again no problem all right so i go in the meeting